on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on YouTube, for lifelong Saints fans, talking everything Southampton. Welcome to the Saints Prime Podcast. <laughs> right, hello. So it's about half eight at the moment. Just watched the Watford game. I'll ask it as we always do. Where were you and how did you watch it? How did you see it, Mikey? How did you see it? At the ground. At the ground. Nice, Tiz. Uh, the sports bar. It was, it was decent. Awesome. Nice. Oh, yeah, I saw it. I watched it on the online again. Watched it as it was on Sky Sports. Roller coaster of emotions. Mikey just mentioned it just before we press play. <laughs> that it was a complete up and down. Um, but shall we try and go in order, or do you just want to do initial for? I just, I just love how we just like we've just not. You, you've literally just we've just have no structure to this. It's just like <laughs> what what do we think well, right now? When so <laughs> first up, we normally team go trim, line up. Yeah. What are we saying for that? Okay. What are we saying for that? Um, um, line up. I don't know. I don't know. I just can't. I, I'm just too happy with the actual result. <laughs> just talk about yeah. the result. To be fair, yeah. I look. I look. Like, I, I remember because uh, <laughs> after the game, I was walking down the street by myself, just with a smile on my face. People around Zarvi must have thought I was so odd. I was just walking down the street, just like he, yeah. he was high or something. Yeah, I've got ra- raisins and uh, chopped tomatoes in hand, just bouncing up and down, loving life. That was probably the weird looks, but no, I'm I'm just so happy with the performance in the last 20 minutes. That's what that's what the major turning point was. I was thinking, if we don't get anything out of it now and heads drop again, we've got no chance this season. That's what I was thinking. We have absolutely no chance. If we don't get anything out of this game, we've got no chance. Because this is the, the point where you've got to dig in. Dig in deep. And there's not going to be a, an easier game with the current form that Watford are on. And, you know, them travelling to us. There's not an easier game in this in this season that we can predict so far. So it was basically all or nothing today, I reckon. And yeah, it looks first half was pretty dire. Um, and I, I don't, it seemed like the double substitution was a turning point. We, 100%. Yeah, it was so good. I mean, Shane Long should have scored two goals. But <laughs> him getting in the right place and showing mm. that we can actually create chances did spur us on. So, yeah. the, two, the two, the two goals, they weren't to his fault. They weren't good connections, but yeah. they were on target. They were going to go in if Foster didn't make a fantastic save. And I don't <laughs> yeah, know if Foster was wasn't in the goal. I, he would have scored. I, yes. I don't, I don't, I don't know who. Um, no, it was a really good save from Foster because you don't expect the ball to go to that angle. Do you? <laughs> See, that's yeah. the like, thing. You don't expect. You don't probably, expect him to try and chip he, him from yeah, two he's yards. Probably, yeah, he's probably going quite low because he's thinking, yeah, it's going to be driven into the floor. You know, so he can get down. Yeah, Stay long gets the, under the, it. The, <laughs> yeah, it was crazy, but yeah, that to be fair, like if he meant that, then fair play. It was quite, um, quite bold if he didn't. But the second one, he just kind of came over the ball, it was a little bit behind him, but just no real power on it. It meant uh, Forster could get to it. But at, at um, that point, I thought it was gonna just be one of those days, if you know what I yeah. mean. Like sometimes you just have those days where the ball just won't go in the net, and yeah. I thought, please, just don't be one of those days, don't mm. be one of those days. Yeah, so uh, but once that first goal went in, um, I, I just felt instantly more confident because I knew it was almost role reversals. We, Watford mm. were doing exactly what we do in the fact that they got an early goal, they conceded, <laughs> and they had no plan B. It's almost mm. like 
you know, it's like seeing a duplicate of our team in yellow and black. Like the, that, that, that first goal was like just. I don't, I don't know how it happened, really. What the just, Watford one it, or our one? No, no, our one because mm. it was just bundled, like everything yeah. that could any body part, any part of it. Gineppo, I don't know how he kept the ball in, apart from using his hand. I don't know how he kept <laughs> yeah. the ball. Um, yeah. Cut it back. Foster was on the floor, and Ings. I think he was in midair where he made connection, wasn't he? And he, he was trying it's to just, jump over just... Foster, or something like that. Yeah, when Ings got pulled back, when um, yeah, Ings was pressing um, Foster, and then actually got in front of him like Ings does, and Foster basically sneakily pulled him back, but then made it end up looking like it was his foul. It, I mean, he couldn't have done better if he tried. But yeah, there was clearly a point where. Yeah, I think it was the double subs. I can't think of it before that. Because Redman was shaking his head, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah he was. Redman threw his tape off in anger. And neither, yeah. I, I wasn't. I was, to be fair, I'll admit it. I wasn't happy, but I was wrong. And I'll admit mm. that I was wrong because I'm happy that I was wrong. It was one of. Because um, I, I originally thought I only saw Boo Fowl you know, like, mm. get, get stripped off. I didn't see Long get stripped off. So I just thinking, oh, he's going to take up a Femi off. We're gonna just switch it to a three. Yeah. Took Redmond and Obafemi off, and like I, I know Obafemi does a job when he's running in behind, but he's not strong enough and he's not big enough to like challenge for headers. Mm. He is literally just ball over the top. Can he mm. get onto it? Long just is a present up there. He like him and Buffal changed the game today. I know Long didn't score or get an assist, but he changed yeah. the way that Watford had to play. We suddenly had an option up top. Who could mm. challenge for headers? Who would run in behind? And... Yeah, but it's just Bufau's more. Just a magician. He's he's <laughs> incredible. <laughs> I don't. Everything that I've said about him in the last like two years or so, whenever we signed him, what what a player he is. I'm I'm happy because my my shirt that this is doubled in price <laughs> after well, today. Yeah, it's just doubled in price. It's just gone from fifteen up to thirty quid <laughs> in in value now after that. But yeah, um, yeah. No, no, it's just like it's just with Shane Long over over Femi. He's just got that natural instinct to get in the right position as well. Because yeah. like, he's that was his 300th Premier League appearance and 54 goals, which isn't ideal. 53, <laughs> but he's just he does still have that natural ability to get in the right position. Not the natural finisher, but the natural ability to get in that position. Yeah, yeah. and that's what well, that's what he added. And in the first half, War Prowse put a back post corner into over Femi, and when he whether he meant it or not. To put it into Oberfemi's what five foot six, I was like, right, this needs something needs to change yeah. here. Because as much as I like Oberfemi, he's not doing anything that's helping us. Do you think Shane Long deserves a start in the next game against Norwich? Yeah, yeah. Considering that um, Oberfemi's now played two games in a row, we're going to have to have a change side. You could have Long and Ings up front maybe against Norwich. That could be a possibility. I I would argue that probably we should start with the same eleven that ended the game. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I know that involves dropping Redmond, but in all fairness, Redmond hasn't offered a lot this season. He scored mm. a tap in away at Brighton, and that's it. He hasn't really. I, I he doesn't have that same confidence about him, and I don't know whether a couple of games out just would try and revitalise that. But yeah, when mm. when we had Buffon and Gineppo, they were running at defenders and they were taking them on and causing a problem. 
Yeah. And Redmond just was not causing a problem. He, whenever he got the ball, he'd pass it back to Bertrand or like something like that. He, yeah. It, the, the first half was one of the strangest first halves ever because it looked like that they just all been told to not run with the ball. Mm. And that we, we just just don't dribble with it. We're just going to try and pass it around Watford. And it just wasn't working, whatever we were trying to do. Yeah. I think the, the only chance we created was that Walprouse little flick. And apart mm. from that, there wasn't mm. a lot else on. Yeah, Redman had a couple of shots off target when he kind of cut in but blazed it over. Poyberg smacked one from far out. Um, yeah, and it, you could clearly see the nerves were still there mm. at, in the first 10. We all, I mean, Hoiberg back pass, we almost conceded straight from <laughs> Stevens not being confident. Probably that, that little bit of confidence, maybe that little bit of overthinking just for the first goal. He's either got a mm. It's got to either go back to keeper and straight out, or he's got to get a hold of the ball, get his body in between the striker. But he's kind of hesitated and let the striker get a hold of the ball and then gone in. Good finish from the uh, their striker, to be fair. You know, I'd argue that it was poor positioning from McCarthy as well because the way yeah. the way the way that it looked, it looked like he just opened up the entire goal for him to score in. I, d- I don't know if that was just the angle that I was sat at. But I, I think it's more. I do think. I do think. I think it's a bit more than that. Cause the angle that I saw, and I'm not the biggest. I'm, I'm quite a big critic of McCarthy. To be fair, well, I think it was just quite a good finish. To be yeah. honest. Well, to be yeah. fair, McCarthy because he was a little bit to the. He was uh, a little bit to the left. Right, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It must have been left. Yeah. So McCarthy kind of came, obviously made himself look big, arms up, but at a certain point he has to come down to reduce the space. Yeah. And their player hit it side foot, but put it over McCarthy. It, it went over like McCarthy, that. yeah. So because, yeah it was. because he was clean through on goal, McCarthy had to close the space. He couldn't wait for him to come closer. Yeah. So that in the way that he did come forwards, as soon as he goes to ground and kind of puts his hands up, there's just a massive space in front of him where, because he's so far out, it, it, it basically it's basically like a hard uh, chip, really. It wasn't like a, mm. a dinky chip. It was like a basically a powerful one above the keeper's head. Yeah. yeah. A powerful side-footed shot. Yeah. No, it was a good, good, good finish. But yeah. Was... No, that's what... I mean, I'm behind the goal. I'm really high up. So whatever mm-hmm. angle I see the goal at, it doesn't really look like... Yeah. Uh, any... mm. And uh, I, I don't know whether it was just the cameras, but was it quite empty today? Like, did you oh, know... It looked yeah. It looked uh... from specific camera angles. It looked like there was patches of just empty seats. I didn't know whether... You there noticed was, it in the stadium. There was tw- uh, twenty-seven thousand people in there, so there were five thousand empty seats. Blimey. So it was, it did, it didn't feel like particularly empty, but I don't know if that's because the seats were all spread out, or I didn't really yeah. like give it a look. Really, mm. it, it didn't. There, it wasn't as noticeable as probably some other people found it, but well, no, it's mostly the lower sections, isn't it? That. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, what, that's what it looked like on the those TV. Those first five rows, which is unfortunate because that's where the cameras are. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, if, they just, if they just put the cameras up a bit, look, yeah. look at the pitch, just look raise at the, the pitch, look at the yeah, yeah, raise, raise, raise the pitch. Yeah. Just moved everyone down, you know, and then have the space at the top and no one would know, you know. Exactly, mm. yeah. But, hey, um... oh, oh, you've got a Tim Pot Club. Yeah, I don't care. We won today. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Um, yeah, and it's brilliant as well because I, um, I had my Twitter 
on while I was watching the game. So I could see the live feed of hashtag SaintsFC. And it was brilliant, the change between everyone slagging off Ward Prowse to everyone going mental about Ward Prowse going that free kick. Like everyone going, oh, well, Prowse, the only thing he can do is put in a a fairly decent looking cross. Only sideway passes and no attacking threat. Why is he even in the team? Oh, Ward Prowse, what a goal. And and those tweets quickly get deleted. What what I was saying to one of my mates is, is, it seems like a constant rotation of throughout the week, Ward Prowse will be called everything under the sun. Then when the game starts for the first 10 minutes or so, or 45, he'll be called horrendous. And then he'll score at some point in the game. And for the rest of the game, no one will say a word. Nothing yeah. positive, nothing negative. No one will say a word. And then during the week, they can then go back to slagging him off. Mm. It's quite an interesting, you know, circle of yeah. Prowse love. I, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. Like, we're supposed to... Most clubs, when someone comes through the youth system, like... They are lauded above yeah, every like other player. Yeah. Rice, Longstaff, like any other yeah. player in the chat. Like, Longstaff like times two. They yeah. are, they are like <laughs> yeah. the fan favourite. Yeah. More Prowse. Who's that young like, lad from Chelsea that always gets the praise? Mason Mount. No, oh, not Reece James. Reese James. They always they love him. The Man United ones love uh, Chong yeah. and Matomanay. You know, oh, like yeah. Ever, yeah. they give that. And to be fair, normally it's like they'll give them an extra chance, whereas they always give them. Less of it. Saints fans give them less of a chance just because of the actual caliber of players that have come out previously from the from the youth system. But anyway, uh, yeah, go on. The, I I find it I find it really funny that you get you get like people criticizing Stevens, Ward Prowse, Target when he was still here as well. Mm. They were the ones to be first criticized, not the players that have been brought in, not the players who are actually performing badly, but the academy graduates. And I don't I don't really know why that is. Mm. Um, doesn't really make sense to me, um, no. especially when they're still performing all right. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. And it was Stephen's mistake today as well. It was his yeah. mistake. He should have cleared it, and he didn't. And it hit his thigh yeah, and played a perfect through ball for uh, Sar to run on. Yeah. 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 Thing is, like as much as people, to be fair, I didn't see that many people criticizing Stephen's day just because, like, he's has a few good performances before that. It's not like he's had bad performances yeah. and then this tops it off. So next game, I'd more than happily see him start again because it's only one mistake in a few and you don't want to get shirt tell a player you've made one mistake in three games, you're gone. Because what, yeah. what confidence does that give him? So I'd, I'd more than happily see him start against against yeah. Norwich. Yeah. And um, he's been he's been pretty... But decent. quickly going to War Prowse, I mean, a lot of people criticise him, but we can kind of go on his natural ability and he's not particularly fast. He's not going to be... So that that kind of uh, discludes him from uh, being in a wing a winger position because there's just people with natural pace that possess more of a threat when they're out wide, and um, I wouldn't say he's a born natural goal scorer, but he's definitely worked on it. We've seen that uh, that come mm. through. But what he has worked on is things that he had to his game that he can improve much. Like so, he had a good cross. He's now a very deadly set set-piece specialist, isn't he? Mm. He's proved he can score free kicks when it matters. He proves he can put in a good corner. It's just sometimes we don't right, get yeah. the end of it. Maybe not today. Today no, was there was a couple of that questions. But... but normally, normally, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and, uh, you know, the, uh, the one thing I was saying, a couple more final third passes, if he starts threading those through, he's starting to develop that part of the game that he can really improve, you know. Mm. He could get on the training ground every single day and improve his sprinting, but the thing that's going to really make the difference is him 
increasing the things that he's already good at, and he he has the ability to improve it. Because I think I think the best playmaker in the league is Kevin De Bruyne. You look at him, and that's what you got to model yourself on if you're in Ward Prowse's business, yeah. aren't you? Because De Bruyne is not especially quick, and he's not um, especially tricky. He's got good feet, and he can get past a player. But he, you know, he's he's not like a Buffal or De Gempo, like that kind of uh, that flair style. Flair player. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you know, if he models that, like, did you see the De Bruyne shot today? Um, oh, it was something today. Yeah. Just the um, sound it made off the crossbar. Oh, oh yeah. Absolutely beautiful, but that's that's what Warpress has got to aspire to, isn't it? A player with good set pieces can pick out a pass and's got a good finish on him, and those are the three things that he's got to model himself on. And I'm just hoping he can build up to there. And you got to say his fitness, Mikey. You mentioned it before, don't you? Mm-hmm. Uh, Warpress's fitness. He gets picked probably every week because he's got a good fitness and fits around style. Because that's something you can easily work on. You can get on the treadmill, can't you? So I, I'm I'm really happy that that free kick will get everyone back on his side again because I think he does really deserve it. Well, for the next three days, it will anyway. Yeah, well, we'll see. No yeah. doubt after a, an average 45 minutes next, yeah. week, next week, people will go, oh, he's, he's horrendous again. But yeah, I, I know I know exactly what you mean. And, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so we've done about 15 minutes of initial thoughts. Should we try and go chronologically or is there anything else that you want to quickly address? You know, but what, what pops to mind? I think I think in, if Redmond wants to get back in the team, he needs to kick his kitchen table because apparently kick, <laughs> apparently kicking your kitchen table makes you have a fantastic performance. Oh man, yeah, I I, I don't know that. I honestly don't. I don't, I don't know the science behind it, Mikey. <laughs> sports scientist kicking your table. Is that, is I wouldn't like, recommend does that, it. Does that, that increase performance? It seems to work. The, the last the last thing I really want to comment on is Watford look dreadful. They they do not look like a good side at all. Like the fact that they had one tactic for the entire game and they'll just lump it and hope that our defence made a mistake. Yeah. Thankfully it only happened once. Right rest of the time it just and I feel sorry for Watford in general because they're playing with two wingers up top. And they're playing with a central midfielder in defence. And it's a bit... They've had so many injuries this year. They sacked probably one of the better managers they've had in a while. Mm. Um, I'd say too early. And then they're going to sack another manager. And they'll probably get another manager in, sack him by the time that they get relegated. So, yeah, uh, it's it's not looking good for them. And Andre Gray, definitely... Like, when Andre Gray is not starting ahead of two wingers... That's where yeah. you know you've and got Dini a was on the bench the whole game, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Like they, oh, yeah. <laughs> they're again, a mess at the moment. <laughs> we we always talk about formations and lineups and what we want to see. For the back, you know, it it provides another player in that midfield, and we needed that today to get that at, those attacking chances. Yeah. Yeah. It allowed it allowed Ings not to be isolated and had Obafemi doing the hard work, allowing for Shane Long to come on. And for us not to do major changes, because I think that can overwhelm you sometimes. You know, if you're playing a set formation you've worked for the whole week and suddenly the manager's brought on two players and no one knows where they're playing. I think, you know, they are professional footballers, but the pressure is going to get to them as well. So, you know, playing that formation they're used to and to an extent doing a, a like for like, but changing a slightly different player. So Shane Long's going to be better at winning it in the air. He's got, you know, he's got good pace 
and he can pop up in the right position. So I think I think it's good that we're, you know, didn't we play five at the back against Everton? We we did. Yes, yeah, yeah, we did. So, yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah, Vestergaard plays. Yeah, and you, you just look there today. We were, we looked, you know, it, I know Watford didn't offer too much of a, um, too much of a threat, but uh, the uh, their chances again came from our mistakes. Not particularly too much individual skill from their part, um, and I, I think we should be we should be moving on four at the back now, trying to solidify that and move up and focus on uh, capitalising up front now. I think we've got a chance now. We've no, nah, I don't. Yeah. I don't think the problem's capitalising up front. I think it is just if we can get a clean sheet against Norwich, that'll be a massive confidence boost for them. Yeah, and then it's just it's about getting the clean sheets for the back four. It's like that's what it is. Because mm. at the moment, I don't think we've got a clean sheet since the Sheffield United. Yeah, I, I think that's the last one. So like, there's there's um definitely. I, I don't the strikers I don't think are lacking in confidence. I think some of some of the creative players are Ings isn't definitely no. not. I don't think Obafemi is because I don't think he ever is lacking in confidence. <laughs> But um, yeah, I, I think Redmond's lacking, and it, as long as we get clean sheets, um, that'll but, just boost the back yeah, four as well. I, I agree with that, and but I also think they they can be sensible enough to rationalise it that if if they get if it's you know an individual piece of skill or a brilliant goal, then that shouldn't that shouldn't take the confidence out. It's just ironing out those individual mistakes, and I think yeah. that should be you know like imagine if we. We won a game two one and conceded from a, I don't know, a Norwich player smacks one from twenty five yards, keeping and do nothing about it. And at the end of the day, I think the players are going to be able to rationalise it that yes, it wasn't a clean sheet, but there's not much we can really do about it. You know, I know it's not. Um, I know it's not very often. Most of the time, it's in, uh, capitalising on a mistake somewhere along the line. But I think. Um, yeah, hopefully we should have the the confidence to realise that if we haven't made a mistake leading to the goal and that we're confident we're still playing well, that the players should still be able to perform well, you know, and yeah. take confidence from their performance rather than just a clean sheet. But I think, again, a clean sheet would just do that as well, would would be another way to prove that performance and that they are steadily improving as well. But yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, just, I'm just really happy to finally... Uh, it takes so much pressure off now going into well, it makes Norwich still an important game, but it it's you know it it could have been so much more, so much more pressure, so much more uh, of a uh, nervy feeling going into the game, and it feels like they can play there with a little bit more confidence now. You know we can do it against Watford. What stops us doing it from Norwich? We can play well away from home. Let's go and do it. You know. It's the, it's the first points that we've got at home since. Like I, I saw the last time we got points at home, and I left at late September. Mm. So it's it's good to it's good to see us pick up points. Well, it's Wolves. Home. Wolves was the last game that we won. It's April, wasn't it? And yeah, that was um, April. The last time we got a point was at against Manchester United, mm. and that was that was September. Was that September? Yeah, well, it must have been at least September. That's all right, most September. Yeah, but one thing I did really enjoy from this game, and it's kind of off topic, the the fact that Ben Foster and Watford are professional time wasters, and then just watching them scurry around oh, like, the eighty past the eighty fifth minute trying to get the ball, 
trying to do do all of that to after we wasted time yeah. it was so good to work i was still nervous as anything but it, it did give me a little a, a little smile yeah and yeah it, it was so nice to see that we were um i said it before about 10 minutes ago but it's exactly what we did wasn't it? away from home or at home even sometimes we would play for an early goal and then sit back and just soak all the pressure up until we eventually cracked but today the roles reversed and we were almost like, yeah, we've conceded, but we've got the confidence to go out there and get a goal back. It didn't look like it in the first half, but in the second half, a double substitution early, uh, 50-something minute. I, I don't know the yeah. exact one, but it was it was early enough. Brown probably, yeah, there we go. Cheers, Mike. Um, he's obviously, he's gone, right, it's not working. Let's change it. And he's found the right substitution. That, that's, that's probably one of the doubts that people have been having has, is can mm. Ralph change a game? And he's proved today that he can. You know, that's, a, that's another reason why I think we should back Ralph now that he's shown the potential that he can, he can make the right well, substitute change a game. It's two home games in a row because he's bought... I mean, it, it might just be the fact that Bufau is actually an alright player, but mm. like, he's bought Bufau off the bench twice now in a row and it's changed the game, made us play better. So... Maybe that should show him something that Bufal maybe should be starting. Um, mm. Was Bufal better off the favorite. bench? Would you say? Uh, I I don't know because I haven't seen him start. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Enough. And uh, when you yeah, did mention that, point. Harry, maybe it is something to do with I don't know with the way the 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 kind of way that Bufal is as a player. His own I, ego, yeah. not in a bad way, but his own ego to show why he should be starting because that's yeah. what happened under Pellegrino well, you know when he scored that goal against West Brom yeah. I think he came off the Pellegrino. bench there he scored, yeah, he scored the goal of the season and then yeah. went and ran straight in front of Pellegrino that's all he did that year yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah because you know once he gets that starting space um, it, it may be that he's a player that he just needs to work towards something and you know he, he wants to get that first place or he wants to prove himself or he wants to get on the highlight reel or whatever you know um it'd be interesting to see if he does get a first team place he's had a decent string of games now can he solidify it can he prove himself to be a reliable first team player that plays the system and can offer something for 90 minutes or whether he is best used as a surprise sub on on uh, 60 minutes you know this is his chance now if he does get the call up he's got to prove that he can last the whole 90 and he can be effective for the whole 90. You know, that, that's that's the, the issue we've been having with him, that he's either very hot, very cold. But, uh, you know, you look at Redmond, he didn't have a great game today, but he still, he, he wasn't a weak point per se. He still worked hard and he still maintained possession up front. You've got to try it. But if he's coming out of the team, Bufal's got to hold his place now. You know, he's got to uh, get in there, create chances and prove he should be a first team player. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, the, that's the thing. Like, he, he does seem like more of a team player nowadays as well. He does seem like more of a team player rather yeah. than last season or the season before when it was very me. I want to do it. I want to. I want to be the best in the team. He's he's doing a bit of skill, but then he's passing it off, which yeah. is which is good to see. I know it's the basics, but it is still good to see. Does the fact that uh, Trey Adams not? Um... Again, not involved, kind of worry you, or do you reckon it was just not the game for him today? I was like, my my thinking is that if any game was the game for him to come on and make an impact, it would have been this one. 
We're one yeah. 0 down against bottom of the league, and the fifteen million pounds strike we've got sat on the bench. You would have thought would have been the one to make the difference, but then again, you know we've already taken Oberfemi off and put Long on, and you don't want to take Ings off because he's the one of the hottest strikers in in English football at the moment. So I don't know how, I don't know where else he would have put him on unless yeah. he wants to put either Ings or Long on the wing, and neither of them are effective on the wing. So it is it was. It's interesting to see that he chose long over over Che Adams. That's that's the interesting point. Yeah. But after that point, I couldn't see him come off the bench due to the fact that you know we I mean, only had two put, strikers. It just put too much stress on the formation, wouldn't it? Yeah. But, so we've said that we'd like to see the same team that um, uh, changed the game in the half. Do you think they have enough time for recovery, or do you reckon he will have to try and make some um, changes to the team just to? To keep up that uh, that high but that pressure style, you know, can can they do ninety minutes of high pressure football within what is it four days? I don't think so because uh, they they only played for the last half an hour of the game, didn't they? They didn't, they didn't play for the rest. Of <laughs> yeah, it. yeah. But what I'm saying is, you only get three subs, Mister. You know, <laughs> smart ass. Um, you know, there's still. No, eight the other game, players the on games, that pitch. The games on Wednesday and they'll have Sunday off. And then they'll do light training on Monday, and then they'll do match training on Tuesday, and then they'll have Wednesday. I don't, I don't think it's going to cause a lot of stress on people. The only people that I can really think about, like actually causing stress, is Wall Prowse and Hoiberg, because they did do a lot of running in that midfield. Yeah. But everyone else, I think they should be pretty much fine. It's whether you want to take the risk with Ings or not. Does he still mm. have the the um? Injurious or not, but the yeah, fact he didn't he's... actually come off, he didn't actually come off this game, which yeah. I thought was interesting because most games he comes off around about the 70th, 80th minute, yeah, and just to save him, but he didn't come off this game, so that, that no. was good to see as well. He did a full 90 minutes, which was well, that's the thing good. that that could be a you know, just get on the start of a good run of form, and then we over testings within four days, and he pulls a hamstring and he's mm-hmm. out for three months. And then we have to rely on Obafemi, Long, and whatever's wrong with Che Adams. You know, that could be a, another issue. So, hopefully, obviously, Danny Ings doesn't want to drop time. He wants to be on the starting eleven. But hopefully, um, we don't see Ings being pushed too much, and he is, you know, they're, at the right, the right uh, level. They'll have that conversation, though, won't they? They're, yeah, they're, they they'll know it, and Danny. Danny most importantly will know it and they'll but if I know really... every player I know every player will say oh yeah I'm fine for this game fine yeah, for that game yeah. but they'll know he I think he's at that point where I know it's difficult but he knows that this could be his best season mm. so far and he doesn't want to be stupid and go yeah I could just I know I know I'm injury prone but I could definitely push that game as well Whereas I'd much rather see him, as bad as it is, get rested for the next game, give someone else a chance, and then just it means that he'll be fully fit for our next fixture against Newcastle. Against Newcastle, yeah. I'm pretty sure it is. I don't think that will happen. I think he'll play. I think he'll play the next game. I think he'll play at least 60 minutes. But if it means that not taking a risk on him, but then what, going up against what the I'd team quite possibly like to see, because we know what Danny Ings is like with an injury. What I'd quite like to see him is give either Obafemi or maybe Che Adams, maybe Shane Long starting, give them that role in getting into a game as soon as it starts off. And then if it's not going your way, you can bring on your firepower later. 
You know, like, could that be an option to go for? Or do you should go straight from the start? I don't think Ings is that sort of player. I don't think he would have an impact off the bench. Because, mm, like, yeah. you think most impactful players off the bench, they have pace, they have a lot of skill, they they look to run in behind. Ings isn't that sort of player. He's a poacher. He's a, he's a player who... Um, He'll try and get involved deep, and then he'll get in the box to try and finish one off. So, yeah. I don't, I don't know how much of an impact he would have. I would prefer him to start against Norwich, and if he is struggling, come off and bring one of an impact player on. Mm-hmm. I'd much prefer that than to see him get benched in a in a like in the form of his life. Like I think he'd find that incredibly weird. Yeah, that's Easy. true. That's true. When you put it like that, I'm just, I'm just apprehensive the fact that. It's not like a, a something that aggravates. It seems like whenever it's one of his injuries, it's there and then it goes. You know, it's it's a muscle or something like that. The, it, the, 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 problem, the problem is that is, it's Norwich. It's going to be yeah. one of the most important games of the season. There's yeah. no point in... Like, what, what risk would you... Like, this, this is a problem. What, it's going to sound worse the way that I don't want it to sound. But do you want to risk your striker of having a potential injury or risk the fact that you're going to lose to someone else who's in the relegation zone? My, my, my only thinking is because we've got Newcastle, West Ham and Aston Villa next, I'd yeah. rather know that he's going to be fit for that than maybe not drop this game because that's no. difficult no, 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 to no, say, no. but because it's, because, it's Norwich and, no, because it's Norwich and Ings, it wouldn't be losing. It just wouldn't mean... It would just mean having a lesser chance but, to score. We've still got a decent strike on the bench, but I, I, I would want him to start. I just don't. I want him to be honest. I know he's not listening, so it doesn't matter. But I want him to. <laughs> yeah, I want him to. I want him to be honest with himself and know that if he can't no, do it, limits, yeah. don't. It, it, it sounds so bad. Like I don't want it to sound like I don't want Danny Ings to play because obviously I do. He's in brilliant form, oh, but yeah. he's scored half of our goals in the Southampton team so far. Like. He's got like if he can, he's got to. But if it's a chance, then I don't want us to, I don't want us to play that risk and then it to go to backfire on us because we've got loads of games in December coming up anyway. So mm. if you know if there's people there that you know if Shane Long's come on and thought he's had a good game and has got confidence, we and we have the chance to utilize that, then I think it could be a possibility to look at. I, I mean, you know, it's just. I am just I'm just worried that you know Ings something could go, and then we got to go the whole summer, uh, summer uh, like a winter period with all the games, with our our main striker gone. I, I don't know. I, I just I just no I I don't I, I just want him to start. I want him to start now that he's in form, and because you don't mm. know how long the form's going to last. So like you just got to keep starting him, and I know it's probably increasing the risk of injury. But if he's doing everything right off the pitch, then he wouldn't get injured. Mm. So, mm. in all fairness, he didn't like the, he played like a whole ninety minutes today. He looked fine, to be fair. So mm. I, I think it'll be fine. It's just it's just because we know what can happen. That, it that's can happen think, to any player. I think though. I think we're I think we're overthinking it because because it is, but. I know it can happen to any player, but it's more likely for some players. Yeah, it's players. an increased chance, isn't it? That that that's the that's the one thing I think me and Harry are kind of coming from. Like we're we're obviously not saying we want him to to not be dropped. We just don't want that that chance of getting up an injury because he is so important. Because he's yeah in, imperative. Yeah. Mm. That that's the that's the the slight issue that I that I have. But I mean, I. 
Yeah, I, I hope. I'll, I'll just I'll just find it stupid dropping him like just because he could get injured. I'd find that like more stupid than like actually not starting him. Well, even if it's just uh, he's tired, which then could cause an injury. You know, him to overexert himself. Like he's got. We, what, we're, what we're saying is. Uh, if he's up for it and we know he can do it, then yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I totally yeah. understand that. Yeah. You've said that about three times now. But, right. uh, that's, yeah, but you, that's the okay. only thing that I'm not getting. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're not we're not going against it. Um, I'll stop repeating myself now. Any other yeah. things that you guys want to um, you're you're thinking about? I know we're um we'll do a preview to the Norwich game. So, just kind of thoughts on today. Anything near the end or. Anything positive? Obviously, Valerie came on for Cedric, was it? Right yeah. now? Back like for like. Any thoughts around that or, you know, the defensive performance today or anything, you know? Absolutely. I, like, my, my only thing today was at the, in the first half and probably until we made those substitutions, all our passes seemed so hard. I, know I don't want to go negative on a win, but all our passes seemed so half-assed and, like, they not... They didn't really think behind half their passes. I don't know if that's like most of the games we've played, but that that was my only disappointment. That you know the first half did seem like it. It felt like the last twenty minutes of the game against Leicester that everyone was just already a bit sluggish, and that's why I was I was hoping to get into half time only one goal down, due to the facts that I know I knew half. I was at least hoping at half time that that half-time team talk would change it up or the tactic would change it up because we just didn't look like we were going to score at all in that first half. Mm. That's my only thing. That's my only negative of the game. The the first half performance was not horrendous. Like, it wasn't awful. I think the fact that we conceded and the fact that the passing, it was slow. It was a slow game. We weren't really looking forward. We were going backwards a lot of the time and there weren't a lot of mistakes being made. But the fact is we still created chances like that. And that's the reason why even going into the second half, I was still confident because I know we, we placed better in the second half. We, we, we play a lot better in the second half most games. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we still played that poorly, Liet, Redmond still had a couple of shots, uh, I think Ings could have had an opportunity. Obafemi nearly went through. Hoiberg had a shot on the outside. Walprouse had a little flick that nearly went in. Like there was still there were still positives to take from it. Mm-hmm. I think it's just it's just the Southampton mindset right now is that if if we don't go forward and if we don't look like we can like score eight, then it's a poor performance. And like that that's just what it seems like. But it was it wasn't poor. It wasn't but it wasn't great. It was just incredibly average. I think that's what I took out of the first half. Is it was it was just such an average game. What yeah. didn't look impressive. We didn't look impressive. But that that for me is almost just as worrying. The fact that we look on par with a Watford side, which are almost pretty nailed to go down. Everyone's kind mm. of said to them now, yeah, they look down and out. They've already gone through two managers, like you said. Do you saying at the start of the episode that they got two? two wingers up front, centre mids in defence and things like that. And the fact that we don't look any particularly different to that is almost just as worrying to me. I mean, it's maybe... Fair enough. Yeah. It's, I think if we didn't come firing out the blocks, it was sort of a sort of a walk out the, out the blocks rather yeah. than a, like, because... right, right, let's attack them, let's go, let's do... Because apart from that Warprouse chance, there wasn't anything clear-cut that we created. That That's my only concern that the we didn't chance seem... The Warprouse chance wasn't even clear-cut. 
That's what I mean. Mm. Like even then, like we we had mo- we had motivation in the second half, but the first half it just didn't seem like anything was there. But thankfully, because my main concern from that was, oh, he's lost the dressing room. But clearly he hasn't because we got that reaction in the second half, or at least mm. in the last twenty minutes. So if anything, in a weird way, that from nothing to something gave me more confidence due to the fact that they still have faith oh. in. Because like I, I already had my like post match speech almost ready i was like you know the 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 manager's fantastic and our players are all right but it's just not the right fit whereas now i do have that more level of confidence because it can be a fact that a manager is really good and a set of players could be good and they just don't work but thankfully from that second half i have so much more confidence of the players and manager as a combination Mm. do you know what i I had a horrible thought at half time and i did not like thinking it but I was thinking that we miss Lamina because he he used to he when on his day when he was actually playing probably when we were playing against the top six and the scouts were there yeah, um, yeah. he he would pick the ball up and drive in midfield and that's what we're currently missing we don't have someone mm. Hoiberg and Wall Prowse as much as like they're probably technically good and like have an engine on them they don't have the ability to drive at a defence. And that's what Buffal provided yeah. in the second half, is he actually drove at the defence, made him worry, asked him questions. And in that first half, we just had no one who had the confidence to pick the ball up and run at him. And then as soon as we got that first goal, or like we create, you started creating chances, long missed a couple. And yeah, as soon as we started creating chances, players were willing to do that. Gineppo yeah. didn't do it in the first half. Second half, he did it, got the assist, and we got back in it. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, like just having that, just having that confidence to run at players, that will cause some questions, and that yeah, yeah, that, it's just it's that. Chances. But you know, any player you can see it with uh, with Leicester at the moment. Leicester when they won the league, I mean, you've got players there that on confidence are world beaters, and uh, we're just quite at such a quite a low place confidence wise at the moment that people don't want to take that risk because they'll be punished inside of a hostile environment at St Mary's at that point you know that's kind of what they're thinking Rouse obviously calmed them down they've built on the chances something like a corner gets the atmosphere up in the stadium suddenly mm. that little bit of relief we can do something and we kind of build it from there and I, I Lamina on his day is a very talented player and you can see it it will go up against the top six and look like he should be in their team not ours but against a kind of a really uh, scrappy game against Watford would I think he'd turn up? I, I'm not He's not too a player sure. to dig in. He's not no. Sure no, no. Well, the second half, he, he was definitely not missed. But it was just like yeah. a thought that I had. Oh, yeah, we, yeah. Don't, yeah. we don't have a player who will pick the ball up and drive through the midfield. Mm. And I'd argue, I don't know who you drop between Walprass or Hoiberg, but I'd argue that that's probably something we need in January. He's yeah. a player in them. We probably need an experienced centre-back to try and cut out the air. It's like a, a Premier League experienced centre-back. Yeah. And we need a midfielder that can drive through the middle. Either that's a change in formation where we do play a three, we play Buffal attacking midfield, yeah. and then he can drive through. Or we need a central midfielder who has the confidence to drive through, because but also has the ability to defend. We've mentioned it before, and I think you're right, that the fact that the 4 triple 2 leaves a big gap in midfield. That's, yeah. the, that's the one issue that I have, that you don't have that kind of uh, number 10, your, your classic number 10 in the hole, who's either putting it out wide, committing defenders or slipping in behind. He should be able to have either three of those options available to him. 
we don't really have anyone in that position well, at that, the moment. That's that's what I I thought that we did that quite well in the second half. Buffal was basically given free reign in the midfield. Mm. That's why he looked. he he was floating everywhere. He his main position was on the left, but he was floating inside. He was making runs inside. So he he did that. But also in the second half, it seemed like. With Ings and Obafemi, because they haven't played together, it didn't look like they had a partnership. With Long and Ings, there was at least some understanding that Long would go in behind and Ings would drop back. So well, that's where the spaces were being filled. Possibly Ings could even come into that role a little bit. I'm not saying turn around and play, but he can drop in and put his body behind and almost create I'd, a one-two to create those, those pockets. I'd argue that it'd be more effective just giving Bufa a free work role and then letting Ings drop than yeah. playing an attacking midfielder because that then changes like the full backs would be dragged out position, the centre back would be dragged out position. So I'd I'd say that'd probably be a little bit more effective than just playing an attacking midfielder. Yeah. But that, I don't know, it's the the second half it seemed to work. When Bufa and Long came on, it just seemed to work. And I think mm-hmm. that's what we've got to stick with for Norwich. Yeah. And they um what you were saying about playing Bufal first, I completely agree with you to the fact that it sounds weird because they're on opposite sides of the pitch, but I think as wingers, Bufal and Gineppo play better as a combination than Resmond and Gineppo. I don't know what it is. It just seems like they have so much more confidence. They played so much better. They both of them played so much better when they have each other, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. On each side. They, I think, I, I, don't know, I don't know what it is. But I just think they both just, yeah, only... not not try and outdo each other, but like they mm-hmm. have so much more confidence just driving forwards. Yeah, and, I think, well, they're, I they're very it. similar players, aren't they? The I think also I think Buffal does just bring that little bit more confidence like onto yeah. the pitch because he he can do something out of nothing, and then you you'd more likely take that risk than just play it to Redmond who you, he, he's not that kind of it's very difficult to describe yeah, they, yeah. Do seem, they do seem quite similar but Redmond Redmond doesn't have the trickery that Buffal has he doesn't have the feet that Buffal has so no. like, that's that's the only, where they're different the only slight uh, difference I have is that Redmond and Bertrand have to have a little bit more understanding than I think Buffal and I think Bertrand doesn't quite trust Buffal sometimes. No, and in City, he seems a little bit hesitant to pass it. But well, the, yeah. there's positive, like you know that Buffal can come out with something, but you know that he won't track back like Redmond. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah that's yeah. the difference between them. Redmond could probably cover Bertrand for a little bit if Bertrand runs up. Well, you know that Buffal just won't run back. That yeah. that is the difference between it. Yeah, I think. Okay. Well, um, I've, I realised that, you know, I said last week how I'd write the predictions down. Uh-huh. Yeah. I actually got it spot on, so it, it, it's been yes. six minute in without me Fantastic. reframing from uh, mentioning it, but I did notice it. 2-1. <laughs> Tish, you went for 3-2. Mikey went for 2-0, so you did say two goals so, for us. Should we go, like, I, I'd, I'd say should we go two points for if you get the result right, five points if you get the score no, right. But then that means that we have to write no, it no, down. Wait, no, <laughs> what I'd say, what I'd, no, because what I'd say that is then, all of us but Jamie would always just say Southampton are going to win anyway. So all us three would just get the same points. Or you say something controversial like a draw to play it tactically and then you look quite negative. That's the only problem. Exactly. You know, you're exactly. saying, oh, only a draw against Norwich because you're thinking it might be a scrappy game. <laughs> uh, I like the fact that you, you two thought about it. I just thought, nah, it's too much effort. Wait, you could just could be bothered. Yeah. <laughs> I can't okay. be there's too much effort. All right, okay. Well, yeah, we've been going on for a while, so we might as well wrap it up. Um, like I said... We've had, 
we've had no structure yet. We've still covered every single point that we should do. It's, it's just it's mental. It's it's just, it's... We're just natural. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right so before everyone gets their egos too high i think we should end the podcast here. <laughs> well that's why yeah okay go on then um all right quickly um norwich game preview will be coming soon it'll probably be monday possibly i'm not sure tuesday possibly. Um, monday it, it, we'll work something out we'll do it off the, we'll do it off the podcast probably do our plan off the podcast um instead of last week when we did it on on the podcast um, but they can also get in touch. We'll probably do questions for that. So, Tiz, how can they get the questions in? Saints Prime on the Instagram because it's a midweek because it's midweek fixtures. I don't know what it's going to be, so just mm, keep checking. Brilliant. And it'll be it'll be up there eventually. But they can put. We, I don't yeah, know when could... we're going to record the next one, so it'll be up there eventually. Yeah, but then because of the up. Saturday game, uh, that that one will be the regular time of Wednesday. Yeah. Maybe not actually. Uh, you'll <laughs> see. You'll see. Just keep an when eye I out. Know, you'll know. Yeah, um, and then of course we'll get. Uh, make sure you follow the Saint, our Twitter, which is Saints Prime Pod. Notifications on, and you'll get a, a message as soon as podcast goes on. Direct links to the your favourite um, podcasting channel. Go straight to the podcast and download it. So direct. Couple a couple of tweets on there as well. We'll obviously try and um, and sometimes people get in touch on there as well. So uh, if you want to send questions on there as well, feel free to. So thank you very much for listening. Oh, it's been me, Ollie. I've also been joined by Harry, Harry. And Mikey. Mikey. All right, <laughs> see you later. Bye. See you next time. Bye.